People, 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 welcome back to another live episode of the Arsenio Buck Show, bringing to you today some more Napoleon Hill. Man, I ran a little bit show, what is it? I ran a little bit slow with time yesterday. So yeah, so here I am giving you guys a Napoleon Hill and along with hopefully a Gary Vee tomorrow morning. So, <sighs> with that being said, guys, let's let's go over some of this negative conditioning that we give ourselves. Yeah, that's right. We give ourselves a lot of negative conditioning. It's the blueprints. It's the blueprints that, of course, happens to us along the way. When we're younger, when we're older, well, you, you know, it comes at any given moment. You guys already know my story. Okay, I've given myself negative conditioning along the way living here in Thailand. But you know what? Let me give you some ex uh, examples of people giving themselves, you know, just basically reaffirming to themselves affirmations that are negative. So example, quote, I never really had a chance to get ahead. My father was an alcoholic. I was raised in the slums and that's something you can never get out of your system. Now, are those true? You know, there's a very, very, very interesting story that's actually uh, making its way in the news and whatnot. And it's all about thought. It comes back down to thought. Apparently, there was a very, very famous DJ. He ended up dying at such a young age, and the world is mourning because of his death. And you know what? It's just like the other basketball player that's suffering from depression, and he's in the NBA playoffs right now. It's all about thought. So I said, you know what? I already know what happened. Of course, they don't want to put it out there in the news and tell everybody what happened immediately. But it's exactly what Robin Williams and exactly what all these masks that Lewis Hose has talked about for so long. Of course, you know, have so much money, but still, he's without so much. He said, oh, you know, I'm very stressed. I have a lot of anxiety. I drink too much alcohol. Boom. Those are recipes for disaster. Ultimately leading to, of course, depression, which probably led to an overdose or, of course, it could be any kind of failure in terms of his internal organs. See, guys, thought is very amazing. And if you do not control your thoughts, you do not control your life. If you don't control your life, the outer forces are going to ultimately control them. Guys, there's a picture on my blog that I'm looking at right now. And I do want you guys to look at this picture on my blog. Now, of course, thearsidiobuckshow.com, and there is a picture of a slum by the name of Klong Thuy. Now, I don't know if this uh, slum is still, uh, if it's still, if it's still there. Of course, 10 years ago, Bangkok slums were really, really massive. Uh, they were really, really nasty. There were a lot of things that would happen, of course, here in Bangkok. Uh... And a lot of people would come here and they would go into these slums and take pictures and, of course, to build their brand and whatnot, which is really, really nasty. But anyways, if you look at this slum, it's called Klong Thuy, which basically means a Klong means a canal in Thai, right? And if you actually go into these places, it is poverty infested, kids vomiting everywhere. Of course, a lot of them are born with HIV, parents on drugs. You got a lot of taxi drivers, uh, a lot of taxi drivers, tuk-tuk drivers, a lot of dri a lot of men in general go there for sexual services for kids. And you know what? The most disturbing statistic of them all was a video that I came across on YouTube, and it was a man. It was a man, and apparently he was a priest from America. And by looking at this individual, I knew what his intent was by going to the slum. He said he had bought two kids for two cases of whiskey. So he went to the father. He said, hey, I'll buy these two kids off of you. 
And he's like, oh, well, I decided to give him a shot at life. I said, no. No, I know exactly what you're here for. We already know what this story is. And of course, you know, priests actually have this very, very uh, visceral uh, reputation uh, presently. Because why would he come? First of all, you don't buy children. That's impossible. You can't do that. And so for him to go all the way to a slum here in Thailand from America and seeing how, of course, obese he is and his intent and the way he actually carries himself, I know exactly what he's doing. And so these slums are filled with this. You go to the likes of Cambodia, Phnom Penh, Siam Rep. They have the same types of individuals there. And you know what? It's not even about who goes there. Let's talk about the thought of the poor people. Guys, I want to ask you a question. What makes a poor person a poor person? Why do poor people live with poor people? Do you see poor people living with the middle class? Do you see poor people living with the upper class? No, poor people are all together. See, we could go back to my neighborhood out there in good old Las Vegas, Nevada. Rose Garden Town Homes right there in North Las Vegas. You see all the homeless people are all with all the homeless people. They're not in the library trying to better themselves. They're not, they're, they're not trying to do anything. A lot of people will say, well, they can't adapt. A lot of them are ex-military vets. They have PTSD. I get it. I get it. I get it. At the same time, if you go just a little bit more north, you got all the African-Americans with the same mindset, living in the same neighborhood, committing the same crimes. See? Nobody gets any help. Nobody wants to help any, uh, each other. Basically, they sit in that same neighborhood, the same neighborhood that my mother chooses to live in. And they just be victims for the rest of their life. Why is it? I mean, to, to, to just think about that. I don't know. Why is it that we just become a statistic in society? You know, that's why I'm so glad I ended up getting out of my rut. And I said, you know what, to hell with this. I'm no longer going to go through this anymore for as long as I live. I'm no longer just going to be a black man, as, of course, the American Anglo media would call, you know, deem myself as. I remember there was an African-American girl that I got in a conversation with probably a long time ago. Can't remember when, but she was like, no, you are black. She was about 40, 45 years old. And because all the experiences she's, she's gone through, uh, you know, of course throughout her life and whatnot she's like oh my god you're black stop acting like you're you're not black and i'm like wow this is the type of conditioning that she gets through the media through the news through the this through the that and remember i told you the story about me going to australia and me saying you know what no i am no longer just black because i actually almost got fired from a job for saying that i was black he said don't ever say that again i said what's your heritage i said well i'm a lot of different things You see what I mean? But the thing is, it all comes back down to thought. See, when are you going to ultimately just stop giving excuses? You know, Napoleon Hill wrote in his book, he said, these people are all saying, in essence, that the world has given them a raw deal. They are blaming the world and circumstances outside themselves for their failures. They blame their heredity or their environment. They start out with the negative mental attitude, the NMA. And of course, with that attitude, they are handicapped. But it is NMA that is holding them down, not the external handicap, which they give, of course, as the cause of their failure. 
See, there was one morning, there was a man, right? And there was a man that was actually playing with his child. His mother had gone out and whatnot. She was out shopping. And it was a rainy day, and his son was restless. He was really bored with nothing to do. And finally, in desperation, that man, he picked up an old magazine. He literally ripped it up in pieces, and he told, he told his son, he said, Johnny, if you could put this all together, I'll give you a quarter. And you know what, Johnny? Within 10 minutes, boom, done. And he asked his son, he said, son, how did you get that done so fast? He said it was easy. On the other hand, uh, well, on the other side, there was a picture of a man. I just put a piece of paper on the bottom, put the picture of the man together, put a piece of paper on top, and then turned it over. I figured that if I got the man right, the world would be right. That's a great lesson, isn't it? See, if you are unhappy with your world and want to change it, the place to start is with yourself. If you are right, your world will be right. This is what PMA is all about, guys. When you have a positive mental attitude, the problems of your world tend to bow before you. Why? Because, guys, we were all born to be a champion. Is it, is it true? Man, how many of these stars in Hollywood were born into, you know, poverty? How many of these NBA stars were born into poverty? How many of them? Just, I mean, I could go down the line, say, you know what, it was either basketball or gang or gangs. This is a lot of what a lot of African Americans say this. You know, even if you go to the very, very rural Anglo parts of America, they say, oh, football, football is religion in Texas. Football is this, football is that. You know what, if it wasn't for football, I'd just be a tech, uh, uh, what is it, a truck driver for the rest of my life. That's what people believe. They believe what everyone else has gone through and there's nothing else that they can do because what father has gone through, I have to go through too. Have you ever thought about the battles you won before you were born? That's what well, a guy by the name of Amram Scheinfeld, he actually said that. In, uh, he's actually an expert uh, on genetics and whatnot. He says, in all the history of the world, there was never anyone else exactly like you. Remember I said that in one of my Dale Carnegie podcasts a very, very long time ago? There's no one else like you on the planet. And all in the infinity of time to come, there will never be another person like you. See, guys, you are special in every unique way. I don't give a damn if you're in Uganda. I don't give a damn if you're in Mozambique. I don't care if you're in Reunion. I don't care if you are in Cyprus and Georgia, in, in Guyana, in Lithuania. I do not care about your circumstances. You have the opportunity to change it all right now. See, a lot of struggles that take place, it had to take place in order to produce you. Just think, just think. Remember that whole Gary Vee thing? You know, you're basically four, what is it? One out of four trillion or something like that. Tens of millions of sperm cells participated in a great battle. Yet you're the one that came out. The one that made you. You're the one. That was the grace. That was the great race to reach a single object. It was like a, a little precious egg contained a tiny nucleus. You were one of those sperms that ultimately propelled out of those tens of millions. And yet you are sitting here saying, oh, you know what? Life is just so bad. It's just, I don't know what to do anymore. Put it into perspective that there is no other shot at life. This is one opportunity. And the thing is, if we look at it like this, that battle 
that you have already gone through before you were even born, before you even developed into a fetus, that was the battle of the ages. Just think at it. Think of it that way. Seriously. Because a lot of people don't want to think it from that perspective. You went through hell and back to get to that egg. Really? Like, you already have all the motivation, all the determination and everything. Because you achieved the goal by getting to that egg. And then you formed into a nice little fetus. And then you were in a stomach surviving. And you were fed by your mother for nine months. Until you said, God damn it, I'm not staying in here anymore. I'm coming out. You've already won the battle. And yet when you're born and then after about the age seven, about age eight, you know, you start learning about life. And then next thing you know, you learn that life isn't fair. But no, the thing is, life isn't fair. That's what someone told you. They gave you that negative suggestion. So then you ultimately end up turning that negative suggestion into a reality. And then you go through life being a victim. Like a lot of people out there in the world. So when are you going to change? This is my this is my little oath to you guys. Now, of course, I've been talking about this a lot, uh, <clears throat> just in different ways and whatnot. But I hope this really sinks in because by giving you this story, it really puts everything into perspective, doesn't it? So I really want you to think about it. Think about it long and hard. You've already won the battle. And everything you need right now, all the negative situations that are happening right now, you need them to happen in order for your growth to take place. Guys, I go through that every day. I'm going through one right now. You know, in terms of, oh, okay, well, I'm not sure if I'm going to do this. I'm not sure. I I don't give a damn. That's not going to stop me from achieving anything. I'm going to achieve all. And it's the best part about it because I'm going to be able to go back and say, hey, told you. I told you that I was going to do that. And you know what? I'm going to continue on doing this because I have no other choice and because I love to do it and because I love to prove all of you wrong. Do you understand what I'm saying? So you guys really, really, really need to think about it from that perspective. Stop bitching. Stop complaining. Stop that. Oh, my boss did this. My job, my, my job is this. My, my environment is this. My home is this. My mother is this. My, okay, you had a suck-ass father. I had a suck-ass father. My father was a suck-ass father, and you know what that suck-ass father was able to give me the life that I've always wanted. Because if he was just a little bit better, there's no way I would have been the person I am today. So, the father, you know, the mother that likes my Facebook posts from time to time, the sisters who I haven't talked to in two years, the brother who I've, you know, ultimately expunged from my life, that was all supposed to happen. But you know what? Very soon, you know, they're going to be like, oh, yes, sir! Oh my god, I saw that you were in a magazine I can't believe it, this, that I'm like, thank you I'm not going to say anything negative But I'm going to be like, you were the person And the sister, and the brother, and the father And all the people, and the friends, and you name it People, never And you know what the best part about this, people You go through a lot of things And through those negative situations A lot of people vanish, right a lot of friends have a tendency of vanishing, and it's always based upon you. Your PMA, you're either going to go left or you're going to go right. You got your NMA and you got your PMA. It's, ultim- it's ultimately going to come down to you and your mindset. You can either sit there and say, oh, my God, what am I supposed to do? Or say, you know what? This is just another hurdle. But what can be learned from this? That's what you have to think about today. So with all your situations, circumstances, and everything that's happened on it, happening in present day what can you learn from it 
<clears throat> and that is my message for today. So, guys, with that being said, stay tuned for the next podcast tomorrow morning. I am on fire, so you guys better get ready. So, until then, guys, of course, have a wonderful morning, afternoon, and evening. This is your host, Arsenio. Over and